I really appreciated Deb's um, enthusiasm. She embraced the, the whole concept of experiments and she really uh, went out of her way to, to try different things. Hey, my name is Janelle Thiessen and it's my pleasure to welcome you to another episode of The Human Being Project by The Change Evolutionist. In this podcast, I join my dad, Ron Thiessen, to explore the difference between being and doing. In a world of constant distractions, sky-high expectations, and the relentless pursuit of more, we examine what would happen if we made space for more being and less doing. In today's episode, we welcome back Deb, who you may remember from episode two. She's gonna give us the lowdown on where she's at three weeks later, sharing her biggest takeaways and what, if any, experiments she tried. In our first conversation with Deb, we challenged her perception of what is purposeful and impactful about a human life. We offered some ideas for little experiments she could try to help ease her restlessness and that underlying discontent that just never seemed to go away. She wanted to know why she's here and what she's meant to do with her life, something she's questioned for as far back as she can remember. Deb, like many of us, believed it was important to have external evidence of her impact, something tangible to show the world, to prove her existence is meaningful. In our first conversation, we explore the idea that her purpose is actually the magnificent presence she brings to everything she does and all of her interactions. And what if that's your purpose too? If you haven't listened to episode two, your presence is your purpose, I recommend you start there, get some context, and then come back to this one. For the rest of you, let's dive in. Welcome back, first of all. Welcome back, Deb. It's Thank so you. nice to have you back. Lovely to be back. <laughs> I'm just so curious to hear how it's been going in the few weeks. I guess it's been three, four weeks since we last spoke with you. Yeah. No, it's been good, actually. It's really shifted my thinking. So mm. um, it's been... It's been really good. And a lot of conversations with Jeff and talking about like, you know, how uh, I think it's more like just every day waking up and, and having a different attitude and not worrying about, you know, oh my gosh, I'm wasting time. I'm not doing, you know, I'm just going to be. So I think that was a good shift for me. Um, but I did enjoy like the experimentation. So I did a little mm. experimentation and I followed your advice with, I'm going to, you know, putting my makeup prepare on, gift. prepare my <laughs> gift. Exactly. <laughs> and it does, it changes your mindset and does it? Yeah. Because I have more awareness about what I do and how I show up. Right. So now mm. when I go into work, um, you know, I, I just realized that people are happy when they see me and I'm happy to see them. And when I have that different mindset, it just, it makes it easy. I'm not dreading going into work, going, uh, when I get there, I'm always fine. But it just is nice to know that it it's, makes a difference just how you think, just how you can change that little process of being like, oh no, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have a great day. I can make that decision in my mind. And, um, and I was able to shift, have a shift with that. So that was awesome. 
So what's the success rate on that? Like, honestly, so you, you tried it. Did you try it once or did you try it a few times? I've tried it a few times because I've had a few shifts and I, I'm just doing that now. I'm, I'm like, this is how I need to be when I go into work. And, and is it working every yeah. time or just sometimes? No, it's working every time. Yeah, it's mm. definitely working every time. And I'm, I'm actually um, more peppy, you know, like I'm getting ready and I'm more peppy. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm ironing my clothes and I'm kind of, like, you know, like, oh, this would look nice and being a little more attention to detail instead of not really caring and mm. kind of like, I don't know, just kind of like following, you know, in that drone mode, but. I've definitely changed. So I find that has really presented a big shift in my life. So listening to you speak and listening to your first podcast, because I listened to that after, um, after the fact, and I really appreciated the words of wisdom you guys have and just looking at life differently. You know, you are, you have a real gift um, for, People get bogged down. I think I get bogged down. I guess I can't speak for everybody, but I get bogged down <laughs> in just, you know, like, what am I doing with my life? What's going on? Right. Instead of enjoying what's happening right now, you know? Right. And I can make it happen right now. I can be happy mm-hmm. and enjoy. So that was really great. So thank you. Do you feel unfulfilled or stuck in a life that just doesn't align with your values or your dreams? Do you struggle to set meaningful goals and make decisions? Do you feel isolated and lonely or completely disconnected from who you are? How about risks? Do you avoid taking them or avoid doing the things you're passionate about? Do you feel anxious sometimes or depressed or even just generally unhappy? It's time to ignite the fire inside of you and become the best version of yourself or at least the best version of yourself in process to unleash your brilliance and to step into your authenticity. Registration is now open for our first ever transformative 90-minute group coaching session. Mark your calendar for September 13th because it's a big day, a day of self-discovery and empowerment. Let me tell you why group coaching is gonna do wonders for you. Coaching in a group setting brings a diversity of perspectives. It infuses discussions with a rich tapestry of backgrounds and experiences. That means you get bigger insights faster. You not only benefit from Ron's expertise as your coach, but also from the challenges, the triumphs, and the strategies shared by your fellow group members. By engaging in collaborative group discussions and activities, you're gonna gain insights that'll totally reshape your life. For only $150, you can secure your spot in this exclusive experience. But you better hurry. There's just 36 spots available and they're filling up fast. Are you ready to find your tribe, step into your authenticity and become the master of your life? Go to thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash group coaching to learn more and sign up. See you September 13th. How are you feeling about that pressure to have something measurable or something bigger than anything that I guess you've currently done that push that you always have, right? That, that you were talking about, I just want to have something that I can say, look what I did. Look what I contributed to the world. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling a lot better because I feel like that human connection is Mm. something that, yeah, you're never going to be able to measure, 
but you know Mm -hmm. how you feel and you know how it makes you feel and you can um, see how it makes others feel. Like just by having these conversations, like I noticed Jeff had a few interactions at work that I know would have gone very differently if I hadn't Mm. had conversation with him about, you know, being there and just, you know, paying attention to what that person's saying. Like lots of times he gets a little annoyed or irritated and he's not (laughs) super happy with his job. So it was good because he actually came home and told me a couple little stories about how, you know, he went in and this one, like he works obviously in at the airport and he does maintenance. Mm -hmm. So he's always dealing with problems and no one wants him unless there's a problem. And it's always like, when can you get it done? How quick are you? Da, 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 da. And he, he just was able to say, no, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get irritated. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to see what that, you know, what the problem is. And the crew weren't actually asking him to do something, but he took it upon himself and he sourced something out for them. And they came back three times because they just, that's their flying route. So at the end of the night, when they came back and Jeff was able to present them with their solution, they were overjoyed. Wow made him feel great. So it was like, that was a ripple of what, you know, having conversation and changing the mindset because, you know, (laughs) you always think something better is going to come along or it's going to get better Mm -hmm. when I'm done or I'll retire and then things will be fine. But what about right now? Like, how do you make it better? So that has been huge and awesome. So I found it really interesting how Deb said that she is a living example of presence and purpose to her spouse. This has somehow inspired him to be different in the workplace. What did you think of that? That influence on other people can be profound. And and for him just to observe and hear what she was saying about what she learned and then go and try it out himself at work, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome. And that's exactly the whole power of being able to influence someone else to better things and to and to to uh, to be more just by listening to you and having the example so I, I, I thought that was fantastic that she could uh, relate a, um, an example like that that he went and tried in his own work in his own work environment having nothing to do with mm-hmm. her that was awesome we just have to take joy in the now we can change things around and so yeah yeah and worry less about all those external measures right? The ones that everybody else thinks are a big deal, but really they just aren't. Exactly. hundred percent. We all have been one of the, one of the people out there that other people are trying to impress. Like you have friends and I have friends, right? And I'm sure those friends are thinking, oh, when I go here, I want Janelle and Deb and all these other people to think that I'm this or I'm that. So as much as we are trying to impress others or trying to make a mark for others, there's others trying to impress us. So if we let it go, they're going to be able to let it go. Everybody's going to get to be a real human being with flaws and imperfections and, you know, unmet goals. And it's all going to be better if we can just all just chillax a smidgy. What do you think? 100%. <laughs> I really agree. And, you know, I, I feel that. I feel like, you know, we are the ones like when we hold such a high standard that we're killing ourselves trying to get to, all we're doing is making others feel like they need to measure up. And it's yes. that. Right. So, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. We think that we're trying to measure up to someone else's standard. Meanwhile, they're thinking they're trying to measure up to our standards and we're perpetuating the cycle of unmet standards. Nobody can ever get there. Exactly. And then you got a lot of miserable people. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Definitely. Did you try anything with the vision board or did you think about doing a vision board at all? Was that something that resonated with you? It, it, it does. And so a couple of things like, um, cause when Ron was talking, uh, what I was thinking about was, um, how I really enjoyed cooking, you know, and how I liked, but I'm like, how am I going to bring this in? Right? Like, how do I find ways? And then I, we had hosted a Volkswagen party for Jeff's friends and on the weekend. And so we had people over and, I got to prepare the food with him. And, you know, I just really, it's, it's in those moments I hadn't entertained for a while. And I was like, I love doing this, you know? And so I was like, how could you incorporate that? And so I have Mm. to be more specific with what I want to do, but it's not, it's not about like a career. It's just about like, what can I do like to be able to do these kinds of things that I like to do. I mean, I can't sit there and say I'm going to host a party every week because that's not no. Realistic. But at the same time, it's like that's something that I really like to do. And then I also was thinking about, you know, going on road trip and, and adventure. And so I have to be more specific. And so that's something that I want to actually make is a vision board specific with those things Mm. so that I can see what that means for us. Like, does that mean once a month we do like, you know how we, with book club, we get together every three weeks and someone hosts and it's, it's nice. Like how can I incorporate it? Something like that in my life also that I do with Mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know, like some adventure, maybe going to a friend's and we'll drive to, someone we haven't seen and we're going to make a dinner or bring food and have a picnic or, you know, something. I'm not sure how that, but I know that will bring me joy. I know it will. So if there is less, if there's less uh, stress and expectation on doing the thing that you felt you needed to be doing with your life, like you said before, or in previous conversations with me, you said you, you always felt like something was missing. Like maybe you just weren't doing enough or you weren't doing the right thing or you weren't, I don't know, you just felt like something was disconnected or was missing. So do you find that in this space that you created where you decided that, okay, I can just be present in these moments and I can accept the gift of of who I am, my presence that I bring into the world, into my workplaces and my friendships and everything, has that eased any tension in the expectation of, of doing something big or of that feeling of something is missing? Has it eased any of that? Or do you still feel kind of like, I still, I, there's still more. It definitely has eased it. It definitely, that sounded like disease. It definitely eased it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that didn't sound right when I said that, but um, no, it definitely. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, like I think I am the one responsible to bring joy into my life. Right. And Mm. I, I need to, I need to do those little things that make me happy. And I think if I do plan different things, like it doesn't have to be a lot, doesn't have to be a major, Mm -hmm. but I know that 
if I plan those things and do them, I think that will make me feel so much better about where I am in life and make me appreciate when I'm home and I have, you know, I'm going to work either with my card company or with my winery, you know, I'm like, I'm happy because I'm fulfilled. I've done things that have brought me joy that, um, I'm kind of using some of the skill set that I really like and I'm having mm-hmm. some adventure. Like that's what I think is really lacking. And that's what I think I've noticed from the conversation um, with you and Ron the other, you know, the other weeks before it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty eye opening because lots of times we don't really s- reflect properly on what's mm-hmm. going on in our lives. And I think that really brought things together for me a little more. When I asked her, do you feel like something is still missing? Because she has talked about that for a really long time. And she said, Mm -hmm. she's the one who is responsible for bringing joy into her life. That's a massive piece of self-awareness. If you are taking responsibility for your own joy and your own uh, feelings, uh, that's something that you can manage and control and, uh, and, and change. But if someone else is, is making you feel like you feel, or if you feel like someone else is making you feel like that way, mm-hmm. that leaves you powerless. So this, it's, a, it's a really powerful insight for her and, and one that's gonna stand her in good stead. I still have things that I'm going to work on. Like I say, I will, um, I'm gonna get more into my specifics of how I can make things happen in my life. And visually to see them, I think is a good thing. Like just to have something that you look at and go, oh, that's what, this is what I'm doing with my life right now. Right now, this is what I want. And to have that visual of, it's almost like um, a roadmap to where you want to go, right? Yeah. But Deb, just because somebody suggested that you do a vision board and then I said, so how did it go with a vision board? Doesn't mean that you now have to do a vision board. Like the way that you vocalize that, you said, I know I still have some things to do to, but what if you don't have anything to do? Like you are the wisest person in your own life. You know exactly what you need. You really do deep down in your own heart. All the answers are inside of you. So even though it's been suggested that you prepare yourself as a gift to go to work or that you do a vision board or that you whatever, those are just suggestions from other people who don't have your inner wisdom. The whole point is just to kind of kickstart you from a place where you feel stuck, where you feel kind of like, I don't know what's missing, but something's missing to, to get you kind of like wake you up a little bit into this present moment. And from there, you're gangbusters on your own. All the wisdom is right inside of you. You know, whether you need a vision board or not, you know, whether you need to do anything. Like if you need to have more adventure or prepare more food, you don't have to do any of that. So Janelle made a very interesting comment to Deb, telling her, you are the wisest person for you because you know you. And I think that is, that's such great advice and great insight. You are the person who really understands you the best. And you're probably the one who has the greatest insight about what you should be doing, when, and how you should be being and how you should show up. And if you pay attention to that inner voice, you'll be authentic and you'll be at the right place at the right time with the right people. Frankly, being present in in the moment is very time consuming. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but like to bring presence into a moment, it really requires focus. 
And that means you actually have less energy and time to do, which is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think if the opportunities present themselves for you to prepare food for your friends or to go on adventures, great. But you don't have to be like, I need to plan this and I need to do that. And I need to do this <laughs> because I need to make sure that I'm now being, I gotta, I gotta put a lot of focus and energy into being, you know what I mean? Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? It can be a trap really. if, if you're not yeah. careful. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I know what you're saying totally. Cause I, I, I mean, even when I say it, it does sound like almost like I'm giving myself a task list and it, it's yes, a task it sounds list. like work. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works out. eh? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh. And I do think that from moment to moment, like in this moment, you might think I want more adventure or I want more time with my friends doing whatever. And in this moment, that might sound good, but tomorrow you might feel differently. And so I think it's cool to just flow with it. Like if mm-hmm. tomorrow you have an opportunity to hang out with friends and have an adventure, take it if you're if that feels right. And if it doesn't, don't sit at home and stare at trees. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's all about you, right? True. Yeah. That's what I really appreciated when you were talking on your podcast about um you know, everyone, it's about ourselves. Like it doesn't matter. Like it, it's what we're wanting in life, you know, and what we need in that moment, you know, because yeah. especially for people who are people pleasers, right? <laughs> yes. Because you actually don't serve anybody until you've taken care of yourself. Yeah. You're just not effective with people unless you take care of yourself. Not, not as effective as you could be. And ultimately, like I know I was listening back to Um, the discussion we had during our podcast thing. And I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, when you go to work, see how people are responding to you and are you able to brighten their day and does their mood change? And even listening to that, I was thinking, man, that's, that's not even what it's about because that's completely hinging on other people's stuff, what they have going on, what their response is to you, whether or not they appreciate you in that day or not. And if you base your being effectiveness like on what other people, how they respond to you, then you're going to be sometimes very disappointed. Yeah. So it's just, it's always got to be about how you're feeling inside always. Mm -hmm. I think. I'm wondering if you agree with the statement. I find that being present in the moment is, it's obviously not time consuming because the moment is the moment, whether you're present or not, but it feels that way. It feels like everything slows down. It feels like you can't be doing other things while you're bringing presence to a moment because you're shifting all of your attention in one spot rather than multitasking or trying to accomplish several things at once. I know exactly what you're saying. I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday, uh, you know, a person who is who, who is in business and I was talking to them about mindfulness and they see yeah, but it takes so much time. And it does when you are beginning because because you don't know how to do what you're trying to do. But once you develop it as a habit, and that takes a little while, but once you develop it as a habit, it's actually far less time consuming. See, we we develop these, the way that we think about things, we develop a lot of automatic reflexes. It's like learning to drive a car, right? You, you Before you know it, you're doing things automatically w- without even thinking about it because your mind has been trained. And when you train your mind to be subservient to your heart, to listen to your heart first, to to listen to the rhythm of the heart first, um, it's far less time consuming. 
it did bring up for me like why was i feeling so burdened by going to work when mm-hmm. i am fine when i'm there like why is that mm-hmm. why does you know why why can't i be like oh man this is exciting i always have fun at work cuz that's what happens like why don't i think that way and so it's like shifting your mindset right is it is it draining when you're done work and you've given all of that energy to other people? Do you feel drained at the end of it? No. No? No. No, because I don't think I get enough. I'm a social being. Like I like being around people and I don't get a lot of that. Like there's, it's mm. not like when I worked at the airport where I was dealing with people for 12 hours a day, nonstop talking, right. nonstop in demand. Like that was draining. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was always people's energies negative and because you're dealing with problems, right? So I get where Mm -hmm. Jeff can be like a little, he's dealing with problems. It's always a (laughs) pressure. It's negative. Whereas my my interaction with people is lovely. I mean, I go to a winery. People are very happy. You know, they're (laughs) a nice day. They're enjoying the sunshine. They're coming in to do a tasting. They usually are with uh, on a trip or with friends or showing people Mm -hmm. around. It's really a nice atmosphere. And that's what I really appreciate about that job. And my other job, I'm only on the phone with people. And as much as I try to keep them on the phone, they think, oh, she's a crazy lady. I'm just trying to get my order in. But, you know, that's my social, like, how are you? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, building rapport. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I mean, I should be in a lot different mindset when I go to work because it is something that really makes me happy. And I come home and I'm happy and I tell stories and, you know, I'll talk about people that I've met because I meet people from all around. And mm-hmm. I bet that's interesting. Yeah. And the atmosphere is, and my coworkers, we have fun. And if someone's having kind of a hard time or whatnot, it's like, I can recognize that I have that in me that I can see someone and I, I feel like I can make, be approachable and help and find a solution with them. And that makes me feel good too. So it's always a win. It seems like I have a very, yeah, I have good balance with my job and my life. So I need to be a little bit more, um, great, have gratitude for what I have and not feel like I'm not measuring up. I'm not you know, that whole, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, mm-hmm. gotta let that go, right? Like, you're living life now. So Deb, she said that there's still something she's wondering about why she felt so burdened about going to work. She still doesn't have that quite figured out. Like, what, what is that? Why was she feeling that sense of sort of dread? Why do you think Deb was feeling burdened about going to work? What would be your analysis of that? Because she says that she she doesn't feel drained. And she says she enjoys her time there. So what would be the reason for dreading that? You know, you can get really used to having your own schedule and doing things in your own time. And then when you feel like you have to go and and you have to be present uh, because somebody's requiring it from you, that can feel Mm -hmm. like a burden. Can feel it can feel like I I experienced that, you know, when I when I have days where I'm 
uh, I, I totally uh, set my own schedule, I, whether it's uh, it's writing or preparing or, you know, working on courses or, or even marking and that kind of thing. That's one kind of a day. And of course, then there's another kind of a day when I have a day off, which, you know, I don't have any requirements on me. But then the day when I'm going to the office, that feels that sometimes mm. feels like a burden. You know, I have to get ready. I have to be prepared. I have to be present. I have to be there. At a certain I time. To, yes, I have to be there at a certain time until yes. a certain time. I think you you know that kind of thing too because you do very well when you're self-employed and not as well when you're employed by somebody else. I've been self-employed almost all my life. So I really understand that right. pressure. I remember when I was doing my internship and I was in the school working with uh, students at risk and, uh, you know, having to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning every morning and be on. Wow, that was, you know, I was only doing it three days a week, but that was uh, that, that was yeah. not fun for me. I guess it's like if anybody else besides you has claim to your time and, and has like a sense of ownership about mm. where you need to be and how you need to show up. Something about that, it doesn't resonate well if you've experienced freedom from that. And you're right. She had experienced freedom from a schedule. And then she was going yeah. back into yeah. a yeah. set schedule where she, she there were expectations on her. And I could see that. I totally see that now. One of my mentors uh, says, you know, true wealth is discretionary time. True wealth is not how much money I have or what I possess. But if I can say... This is what I'm going to do with my time. I choose this in this moment to do this with my time. That is yes. truly wealthy. Yeah. Have you pinpointed um, why it was or is or that you were dreading going to work? Like, what was that? What? Why? If you enjoy it when you get there, is it was it expectations of how you were supposed to look like your appearance or how you'd be perceived or like what would cause you know, that? I think, you know what it is, is I feel like I'm procrastinating on stuff I want to get done around my house. So then when um, work comes up and I have to do work and I can't do those things that I procrastinated now, it's like, it's this trickle effect. Mm. It makes it like, wow, why didn't I do that when I could have? Now I resent that I have to go because I could have got this done, even though <laughs> I didn't take advantage of the time when I had the moment. Yes. So it's more me just not, like I just need to have a little bit more focus on what I want to do and, you know, take advantage of time instead of that procrastination. And work, mm. I I enjoy. It's just... You know, I think it's the weighing down of all the other stuff that comes up like, man, I, I want to because I'm really into wanting to clear out stuff and get rid of stuff. But I, I for some reason, I have this little mental block from doing it or beginning it. It seems overwhelming. So then I don't do it. And then so it's weighing on me like, man, I thought I was going to have a garage sale. I want to get rid of stuff. And I wanted to mm. purge and clean and get everything out. And I have it. So that is something that I'm I'm going to figure out a way to to master that, whether it's one room at a time, right? Maybe it's just you, maybe it's just yourself knowing that it's just not important right now. It's just not the important thing right now. Well, like I I know clutter can stress you out if you look at it, but at the same time, if you're not willing to deal with the stress or if it's just not if you don't feel inspired. 
Maybe today is not the day and maybe that's just fine. Yep. And maybe it's not the day for like three months from now. Who cares? (laughs) It's true. That's true. I know. Again, it's always the checklist. I agree with the concept that procrastination sometimes means that you're not supposed to do it right now. I think many times people are procrastinating things that they really don't want to do. Sometimes people are just procrastinating because it's not even their job. It's, it's not something, it's somebody else could do that. So who could you hire to do that? Who could you engage to do that? And keep for yourself just the things that only you can do. And if you can do that, if you can kind of clean up your schedule like that so that you are doing things that only you can do, not only will you feel motivated and engaged because you're doing something that you feel connected with, but you also clear out so much debris. So if you are, if you're a person who's procrastinating a lot, ask yourself, how many of the things that I'm procrastinating are actually things that, uh, that only I can do? Or are they things that somebody else could help me with? Or, or even things that somebody else, if I got them working with me, it would make it so much easier. You know, lots of people tell me going to the gym with a partner is so much easier than going alone. I personally don't feel like that at all. I would rather be in the gym alone. But, um, uh, you know, lots of people feel if I don't have a buddy, I'm not motivated. I, I don't I can't do it. But if I have a buddy, you know, that really helps me. Lots of people are like that. So think about those things that you procrastinate and ask yourself, are, is this something that I even should be doing? Or is there a way for me to make it easier to do That's this? Great. Thing? That's great advice. Yeah, because she was talking specifically about like decluttering her house or organizing or whatever. I mean, yeah, you could send out a group text because in our group, there's some girls who just love organization. So sometimes that's all you need. You just need a kickstart, right? (laughs) What did you think of this episode? Head over to the private Change Evolutionist community chat to join the conversation. Find the link in the show notes. We're excited to announce that you can find the Human Being Project on Wisdom a social media app that promotes authentic connections and meaningful conversations with real people. This is great news for you because it gives you an opportunity to ask a question anonymously and get a voice reply from one of us. Just go to wisdom.app forward slash human being project forward slash ask, type your question and click send. Never miss an episode. Get notification to your inbox when a new episode is released. Download to your device or listen wherever you get your podcast. To get notifications, go to thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash subscribe. Ron Thiessen is a practicing psychologist and educator. To apply as a guest on the podcast, please visit thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash podcast guest.